Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fart! My, 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 my. My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Fart! My American. Global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Monroe. Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. Pardon my American. Yo. Well, hello there. What's going on, man? What it is, everybody? Uh, yeah. Welcome to another episode. Good stuff. Doing the do. Doing the do. Yeah. What up, Christopher? How's it going, fellas? Ah, good afternoon. Going, man. You know, we just ordered some stuff. We're ordering shit. Yeah. Uh, hey, dude, can you bump my uh, headphones up just a, just a, a nut hair, please? Yeah, we're trying to fix shit over here in this little studio. Cool, of ours. Thank you. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I've got some fun topics. Just had a great episode. Uh, quite quite entertaining, actually. It was. Uh, I do indeed. Talked yes. about some testosterone issues mm. that may or may not lead to what you think it does. It's true. Um, it's uh, you know. Might, yeah. Mightier than the sword. They're basically like, saying, you know, the more testosterone, testosterone you have, not only will it make you better in the sack, but it'll make you uh, better in the voting booth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It'll make you smarter a little bit. Yeah. You know, clean yeah. up your act a little bit. Come on now. And your wife won't leave you for being a pussy. You know what I mean? It's true. <laughs> I look at yeah. it like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, babe, I'm fucking red-blooded. Yeah. I vote red. I changed. I vote red. My but, balls produce what they need to produce. But we did speak that it could... Go the other way too, you know. You used to be so tender, so well, obedient. Yeah, you know, right? Is that the kind of wife you want? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it makes you like uh, roid rage per se. You just like you're doing what you're supposed to do. Your body's doing what it's supposed to do. You roid rage in the voting booth. Alrighty. I, I guess what it comes down to, Greg, is if yeah. if your if your body's doing what it's supposed to, there's only one way you vote. That's true. If you're if you're off, you go weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it well, is. Well, I I look at it this way. You, you know how you have like Republican is red, Democrat is blue. Yeah. When you look at a life like a lifeless body, it's pretty blue, right? It's not like it's not warm. It's cold. It's just like yeah. It's just dead pale. tissue. It's blue. Yeah, it's pale. But a vibrant red body. Okay. Full like of a life. newborn baby. That's full of life. Full of life. It's I guess the newborn's kind of purplish, huh? Yes, it's yeah, full it's of vigor. It's ready to rock and roll. It's ready to freaking live. It is, man. Like a red, like ro- red rocket when a dog's ready to go. There you get that red body. It's like you're out in the sun all day. You're enjoying life. Or you're just hot. But if you're blue, you're just sitting in a, in a dark basement. See? Almost translucent. Eating like pizza bagels from your mom. <laughs> yeah. You know? Suffocated. Anyways, go check that shit out. It's fucking... Suffocated. Go check that episode. It was a, it was a good time. It was yes. a good time. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a fun one today. I'm sure we got some uh, topics we're going to dive into that are will make it entertaining. Hell yes. Uh, but go check out PartofMyAmerican.com, guys. Uh, you'll see some hoodies, shirts, mugs, stickers. Yeah. Whatever pleases you. You see it all, baby. Patreon members, thank you so much. And if yeah. you're not a member of our Patreon, go check it out. You'll get some extra content every month. And soon, you'll be getting even more content. Yeah, Patreon's where it's at, everybody. It's going to... Well, it's going to be real good. Yeah, you get discounts on merch, you get extra content, you get the call-in shows every Friday. Yeah. And we do a por- paranormal show. I was going to say a porn-a-normal. Oh. oh, a porn-a-normal <laughs> show. Uh, what was that movie, Paranormal? Paranorman? 
Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yes. Paranorman. Okay. Well, Dave will have his shirt off and he'll be milking himself. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is. <laughs> that is like a super scary thing. Yeah. All of a sudden, my microphone just shoots up to uh, oblivion. That's good. Hey, sound good, dude. It sounds like better. It. Um, that is a thing. I mean, I can make it happen. I think that is pretty strange. Yes. It is a wonder of the world. How, how does Dave. <laughs> Dave's Your nipples. nipples? Yeah, it's like that we talked about it the last episode. The lady is like, that's not squirt. That's, or that's not... Uh, that's not pee. That's squirt. That's yeah. not pee. That's squirt. I I'll be you. like, that's not lactation. That's pus. Oh, <laughs> that's Dave's monkey Got that nipple, nipple pus. You got that monkey pox going, dude. Uh, yeah, probably not going to be shirtless. Uh, if yeah. you pay me right, I'll do whatever you want. That's but, true. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's true. No, we no seriously though, guys. It is one of our favorite things that we do is the uh, paranormal shows, the Friday night calling shows. We really, really want you to check it out because we want more people in calling. It's a good time for us to get to know each other, and yeah. you guys can ask any question you want to. Yeah. Hell so, yeah! Hell yeah! All righty. Well, hey, what do you guys think about this black box? On you remember that flight over in China that just nosedived? Yeah, straight ninety degree into the fucking mountain. And if you guys haven't seen that video, it's fucking crazy. It is crazy. Like, it's legit straight down into the ground. Yeah. Yes. No. Ever. I've never seen a plane crash like that. No. So apparently it was intentional. So the black box of doomed China Eastern flight indicates that the crash was intentional. No shit, I say. Okay? Okay. This crash killed 132 people when it slammed into the mountainside, and it appears to have been an intentional act, according to a report out Tuesday. Flight data from the Dune plane suggested that someone in the cockpit pushed the Boeing 737-800 into a near-vertical descent. And my God, this was near-vertical. Yeah. Um, it was disgusting. Terrifying. Yes. I can't even fathom how these people felt on that plane. Yeah, the plane did what it told to do. Picture of it. But someone in the cockpit, uh, oh, mm. by someone in the cockpit, uh, one source told Wall Street Journal. So, yes, it is. It, it Yes. Chris just showed a picture. It's going straight down, and it blew up. So this the flight data... And I've seen the flight data. I don't know why it took the black box because someone else was able to interpret the flight data. And I've seen charts of this thing, and it it looks like a ninety degree angle. I mean, it's yeah. pretty fucking close to that. So somebody put a decimal point in the wrong spot. That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> but so here's what I wanted to address uh, just real quick: is Fang Fang. Mm. Remember Christina Fang or whatever the hell her name was. She was the the Chinese spy that Swalwell yeah, was banging. Porkin. Yeah, Bang Fang. Okay, he was banging the Fang. Yeah. She, he was doing the Bang Bang with the Fang Bang, you know, <laughs> sticking his Thang Thang in that Bang like, Bang. Sticking like I'm, the Thang. I might have said on a drunk night. I might have said that before. Like, oh. you want to bang this Fang? <laughs> yeah, you start slurring your words. Yeah. Yeah. It's my snake <laughs> Fang. You want to get bit? You want to get bit, baby? What's that thing, Fang? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good stuff, dude. I like it. Oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> I did the uh, silence of the lambs there. Sizzle, All righty. Well, yes. Yeah, so people are saying that Fang Fang was on that flight. Mm. But this has been debunked. Mm. So because it, apparently this was a different Fang Fang. This Fang Fang was a CFO okay. of a company called... Dong Long. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes. Dong Long? Oh, this God. is all made up. Dong Long. Okay, so now, now I have this video. This is on YouTube, everybody. So what is that second tab there? What does this say here? So this is talking about... So who, who does this come out of here? This is coming out of Spotlight on China from YouTube. Is that what the plane looked like? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, you yeah. can't... Tr- listen, there's certain planes you can't trust the paint jobs. <laughs> And that's yeah. one that I would be like, I ain't getting on yeah, that. Shake a tail feather. That's it's got that Beijing flame on it. I feel like that's like, you know, if you have like a Greyhound bus, that's like the Greybound bus. It's like the <laughs> fucking Walmart version. That's the, that's the Pound Town bus, yeah. all right? So listen to what this guy has to say. This is a two-minute video. We don't have to listen to the whole thing, but let's listen to the first minute. Let's see what he has to say here about Fang Fang, okay? Culture confirmed on March 22nd. That the company's chief financial officer took flight MU five seven three five one day earlier. China Eastern Airlines See, flight MU five. That's the data. Look at that! It's straight up and down, everybody. 
Yeah, it is. How did they get that data without the black box data? I mean, this guy had this video out in what? Right when this popped out? I don't know when yeah. this video was. But let's let's continue. 735 lost contact and it crashed over Wuzhou city, leaving it China's largest air disaster of the 21st century. In the company's announcement, Dinglong Culture clarified some misleading information about Ding its management. Long. It cleared some inaccurate rumors on the internet, such as many executives of Dinglong Culture. Why does this guy have to talk like a fucking robot? They all do. Dude, it's, it's how it is, bro. Dinglong Culture will do that to you. Took flight MU5735 and seven directors of Dinglong Culture on the crashed plane. It then confirmed that only Feng Feng. Right there. Feng Feng. Feng. See, he says Feng Feng, but it's pronounced, fang, it says Fang Fang, right? Uh, no, I'm, no disrespect. <laughs> uh, you know, I fucking, your names are funny. I don't know what else to tell you. I can't pronounce it. Ding Long, Dong Long, whatever Ding the fuck Long this is. and Feng Feng. Here, go, play, play a little bit more. Fang Fang. See? Feng Feng, financial director. Uh, yeah, they, they obviously pronounce it Feng Feng. Yeah, so it's pronounced Feng Feng, and she was the financial director how does this work? Wait, wait, wait. How does Ding this work, Wong. though? Like, her last name is Fong, and her mom's like, call her Fong. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Gotta have some creativity. Yeah. Yeah, maybe she was like, well, I like the last name. Why would we change it to something <laughs> else? Just name it twice. Well, it's yeah. kind of like Alan Allen. You know what I mean? It's like Dave Dave. <laughs> Dave Dave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? Chris we, Chris. We knew a guy. Chris Chris. <laughs> What if we did that? Like American cultures. Good old Greg, 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 bag, 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 man. What up, Greg, Greg? Yeah. The holy, holy. You know what I'm saying? Fang, Fang. Uh, Fung, Fung. Let's be, let's, let's be uh, respectful. Her name's Fung. We don't know that that's how it's said. He just saying it that way. That's true. I trust this man. He speaks in proper English. He speaks Robotron. Let's go 20 more seconds. Let's go 20 more seconds. I want to see what this guy has to say. Fung, Fung. The financial director was on board after verification. The company established an emergency team responsible for the follow-up of the scene, reception, and comfort of family members. In addition to the pension arrangement for the employees' relatives, the company will make every effort to ensure normal daily operations. Okay, okay. Ding- it's Ding Long, right? Ding Long. Is, is that the... What is the name of the company? Fast forward through that, or go, go back to where it says it on the page. Right, right. No, yeah, right there. What does that say? Three, five. One. Ding, yeah. You don't have to play the volume. It's uh, Ding Long. Okay. I just want to make sure that I get that right because, okay. Hmm. Dong Long. Don Wong. So Ding Long. Ding, Ding Long. Ding Long culture? Apparently. So what's, uh, okay. So, so the, the rumors debunked. It wasn't the China spy who was banging Swalwell. She okay. looked a little old for Swalwell. Well, you don't know. I mean, he could have older taste, I guess. Yeah. I think Swalwell's older than we think. Swalwell. Maybe he was forced into doing the ding-long swab. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The ding-long swab. <laughs> yeah. Ben over. That's Swalwell. why he can't control his farts. He's just loose uh, down there. He's yes. been swabbed one too many times. Yeah. So. The yeah. swab? That, I mean, if that's what you want to call it, if you want to go to the back door, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if, he's actually, what if he's one of those customers who goes... Um, nasal swab. Do you guys have the anal swabs? They're a little bit more accurate. I like the. Per- I would prefer the anal if you have that, please. Oh, you do. Okay, okay. Mm. Could I actually <clears throat> up it to five? Could you do five at a time? It's. Yep. Oh, yep. <laughs> anyway, Swalwell, sleazy Swalwell. He's a fucking creeper. <clears throat> Regardless, I mean, I hate saying something's debunked based off of. Uh, yeah this guy off of uh, youtube the shitty part is there's like this this document that we're looking at that's clearly written in chinese chinese that we don't are not interpreting ourselves and we're just assuming that what it's saying is what this guy is saying yeah so the guy but to be fair the guy calls her fung fung and it's fang fang like i can't really trust him (laughs) oh a complete 180 from five minutes ago well i'm just saying we, we'd be respectful if that's what if you're you not saying chinese names in an english way i don't trust you yeah <laughs> I mean, you're all saying fang fang that's a fang if i've ever seen a fang hey. it's got that double fang in you yeah that's a tortilla all right that's what, her mom, that's what her mom says she's like two fangs man i'm gonna they're gonna pry into those men mm. uh-huh. one thing she not is enough. the mamba you know what i'm saying yeah two fang fang mamba woman you know yeah. what i mean yeah maybe 
You never know, dude. Maybe it's a it's a sign of like I don't know. Yeah. I was gonna make some bullshit up. You know. Well, okay. so what do you guys think about this flight? Do you think uh Oh, it was purposely crashed. But guaranteed. why though? Why? I don't know. You think it was purposely crashed? That's what they're saying? Uh I this the news is coming out. Dave's saying it must be true. You know how how rare how rare it would be for it to be a computer malfunction? Like it's that's one in a trillion air air flights, like plane flights <clears throat> that around the world that fly, and it's just all of a sudden this one just goes straight down mm-hmm. into the ground. Yeah. Well, the pro like so watching that uh, that Netflix documentary on Boeing like opened my eyes up to a lot of this shit. Honestly, and you're you're now the fucking expert over here. Yeah, Dave. you know, okay, I, fuck you. I mean, I'm in the Northwest yeah. where Boeing's at, Jeez, so I feel okay. like I know a little more than you. I don't okay, know. Why don't you make a YouTube video about it, bro? Uh, okay. Maybe make maybe. it in Chinese. So you uh, can what do I will a say is they put the shit on these planes. Like, think of this. Um, we've seen this with even Tesla, man. Right, the self piloting shit. Yeah, you know, when you have sensors controlling the shit, it's bound to have errors, especially in a new product. Yeah, but you know, if if, if you you know. If you got um, like an old vehicle, like my 85 Blazer, man, you got manual brakes. You know, the the fucking rod on the brakes are connected to the brake boosters, pushing the fluid. But you've seen that plane. That didn't look new. No, 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 I never say new. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is, is like with the Boeing, for example, they put on a new uh, kind of a setup, and I I don't know the specifics, but they put a new setup on there, and it was faulty. And that setup was basically, it, it was reading... You know the uh, registering the plane, and it would self adjust the back. I don't know the names of all this shit. I'm not no pilot, but like the back, you know, like rotor, you know, situation. If the plane was doing something, that particular meter would adjust those. Yeah. So those two plane crashes that happened from Boeing was because that was faulty. Was telling that that the plane was doing something that it was not, which was forcing those wings to come down Mm -hmm. and drop the plane into the ground. So what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is is that it, with these electronic things that we're putting on these, where we're kind of taking the manual out of everything, all computer driven. If something happened to that thing, I mean, and let's true. be let's be honest, like uh, this is I don't mean this disrespectfully at all, but regulations are different in countries. Yeah. Okay, so like you know we may have caught stuff if there's an issue or we're seeing that there's a faulty thing. That doesn't mean that every country is going to do that. That's true. And so if that if a meter of some kind was on that plane that was, you know, kind of dying and it told the computer system that this plane was needing to go down because it was going up too fast, for example. Yeah, there's definitely mechanisms on those planes that will shoot it straight to the ground, I think. So I'm trying to find just like uh, 737 automation, new systems for Boeing 737-800 assembly I found something from 2016 that's talking about speed production of wing spars and automating braces for higher output, but I'm not finding anything for, like, autopilot. It's not autopilot. It would be something that could control... It was a correction sensor. Right there. Boeing knew about the 737 MAX sensor problem before the plane crashed in Indonesia. So... So In a statement Sunday, Boeing said its engineers discovered a problem with a key safety indicator within months of Boeing delivering the first 737 MAX planes. The indicator called an angle of attack disagree alert. What? Okay. Is designed to warn pilots if the plane's sensors are transmitting contradictory data about the direction of the plane's nose. Hmm. So what was happening is that it was going up on takeoff. The sensor was telling it that it was going down or going up, reverse of what it was doing. So these pilots, you can hear the calls. I mean, the documentary is crazy. They're like, I am fucking pulling this thing up and it is going straight down. Like, what the fuck is going on? And what it does is that sensor basically takes over for the pilot, regardless of what he's doing, and and adjusts it to where it thinks that it needs to be. Yeah. If it's fucking faulty... And it's telling you you're doing something that you're not. It's going to do something crazy. You would yeah. think you would think a company like that they would have some kind of yeah. We know that stuff like this goes bad or some some freak thing could happen. Why why wouldn't there be a manual override? <laughs> you're telling me, bro. Why is Boeing fell apart? They were rushing shit. They had new owners. They were trying to push out a product to compete with other companies that yeah. were producing product. Cut and corners. normally. The thing is, is if you actually look at this this documentary and look at the planes, there was a sensor 
imagine on the left side of the plane, in front of the plane on the nose, mm-hmm. you'll see this giant fucking sensor. That was the sensor. Mm-hmm. But they only had one. They only put one sensor on. They didn't do double sensors on the on front. On this China one? No, or? on on just Boeing. Oh, on the okay. Boeing planes that crashed. I'm talking about the two that, that crashed. Okay. The thing that they were saying is, why would you not have two? You know what I mean? Like one on each side. That way, if one went faulty, the other one was still yeah, registering like you proper. Could switch thing. it over manually. But they were hiding it. That's what I'm saying. This documentary is fucking crazy because they actually hid the information and allowed the planes to go through. And this was during Trump. And if you remember, Trump came out and said, We are halting all Boeing 737 yeah. Maxes like, what because the hell is going, going on? on? But the company was doing this because they were they were on the fucking shitter end of the stick, right? And there was other companies producing more efficient planes and getting bigger tickets from other companies yeah and boeing yeah. was struggling so they were rushing this shit out yeah I, I found an article that's talking about this angle of attack sensor yeah it says one of the most serious crashes tied to the angle of attack sensors occurred in 2008 when xl airway germany flight 88t hit the mediterranean sea killing mm-hmm. seven people mm-hmm. french authorities blamed water soaked angle of attack sensors on the airbus 320 mm-hmm. Uh, it was generating inaccurate readings. So there's, they were there's saying also only 20% of customers purchased this particular feature. Oh, so it wasn't so on every many, single one. Yeah. But here, I'm not trying to interrupt you, Greg, but I'm just going to go off with what you're saying. It says the angle attack sensor indicates that the nose of the plane is too high. An automated flight control system on the 737 max automatically forces the nose of the plane down. Yeah. And so it's, you know, you could, I mean, we could look at that video and be like, there's no way that wasn't, there's no way that that wasn't intentional, right? For it yeah. to just fucking but, plummet. But to go the other way, back onto this thing, the, they obtained the black box, and it's saying that according to what's happening in the cockpit, mm-hmm. that they did it on purpose. Yeah, and, and maybe this case. And maybe, but, yeah, maybe this here. case. But then it leads us to the question again: Why? So check this out. This is it began. This article is talking about this 2014 Luf, Lufthansa flight. This is in Spain. It took a nose dive unexpectedly, right? But it began to fall. The co-pilot tried to raise the nose with his controls. The plane pointed down even further. He tried again. Nothing. Uh, this plane fell from 31,000 feet. The captain pulled back on his stick as hard as he could. The nose finally responded, but he struggled to hold hold the plane level. Mm-hmm. A call to the ground crew determined that the plane's angle of attack sensors, which detect whether the wings have enough lift to keep flying, must have been malfunctioning, causing the Airbus's anti-stall software to force the plane's nose down. However, the pilots turned off the problematic unit and continued the flight. Done and done. Yeah, but so that was... No, but here's the deal. So that is part of the documentary, that this was a... A new thing for this particular plane. And they didn't have and, the turnoff. And every thing. time you get a new plane, no, they had it. Every time you get a new plane, pilots are gonna are supposed to go through a new procedure of like this is the new plane, this is what they they didn't explain to them at all that this was even a thing, where to shut it off, how it works. Mm. So no one knew how to fucking function this thing. And you're right. Had they flipped the switch immediately, the planes would have never crashed, but they didn't even know that it was there. That this was a thing. They knew what it was, but it the was one be, in the the pilots in the documentary in the, in the on the Boeing. So I, I, we're getting off track of the the plane that we're talking about here. And if the black box is claiming it was in, it was purposeful, because I just you know. I mean, do, what, what I, I didn't read it, so I, I haven't gotten a chance to look through. it. So like, what did it indicate exactly that was saying that the plane was purposely dropped like that? Uh, well. It says here. It said the plane did what it was told to do by someone in the cockpit. Yes. Yep. So Chinese authorities have yet to cite mechanical or flight control issues in the March 21st crash that killed everyone on board. But flight uh, the flight data suggested that somebody in the cockpit, the cockpit, the cockpit pushed it into a near vertical descent. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, yeah, listen, I, I'm, I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying that this is not, maybe, listen, there's a rogue fucking pilot. Yeah, see, it says yeah. right here, the revelation has led U.S. officials 
uh, involved in the investigation to shift their focus to the actions of the pilot. But it's also possible that someone else on the plane stormed into the cockpit and caused the crash, sources told the newspaper. Which would be... Because we looked at the flight pattern of this thing, right? Yeah. It dove and went up and dove and went up, and then it dove straight down. So that would lead me to believe that there was, there might have been a struggle. Like someone had it, uh, they were pushing it down, they got it back, they were pushing down, they got it back. Mission impossible. So, I mean, if it was going up and down sporadically, and then all of a sudden it just, I mean, that would tell me that. I, I just know. like, you know, 2022, man. You got these fucking black boxes in these planes. Yeah. You don't have a fucking... You don't have a video thing of the cockpit yeah. that true. directly feeds the video into the black box so that when it crashes, like, everything goes. You have actually like a cockpit yeah, video. Yeah, how is this black box not recording video yet? Is this black like, box yeah. from 1940? Like, what the fuck are we doing? Is it, does it literally send like... <laughs> yeah. We read the Morse code message from the, yeah. the from the airplane. Coming in from says, Nazi Germany, uh, 1932. <laughs> we have a new message. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's just like, come on, man. Like, we got some great technology, you know? Yep. I don't know. Uh, but to be fair, this, yeah, I mean, this guy could have had a, you just said, fuck it all. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking everybody but, down with me. But that's the thing. These planes aren't fucking new. M- most of the planes that are flying people around are decades old. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Well, regardless, we'll we'll see what happens with it, right? It's going to be investigated. So we'll see. But see, I would be curious if the Boeing planes, yeah, the black boxes that, re- that they recovered from them indicated that there was a problem. Because if they actually, if that first plane crashed and it had indicated, if it even did, that there was a sensor error, why would they not halt all the planes at that time? No, they didn't. They allowed eight weeks later for another plane to fucking hit the fucking ground. So what I'm saying is, is how much is this thing actually reading? I don't know. How much does it read? If it just says the cockpit did this, that's all we can tell you. That, you know, the instruments or whoever is running the plane did this. But you could also yeah. make that argument with a guy where the cockpit's telling him he needs to go down, but he's trying to force it back fucking up. Because think about it. Same thing happened in the fucking Boeing thing. The guy was fighting it, and it was fucking coming up, and he yeah, would fucking true. come up, and then it fuck he, he couldn't do it anymore, and it fucking hit the ground. So what I'm saying is, is like, how detailed is this black box? Does it actually it sound- give us? Is it like a fucking meter that you hook up to your car that says hmm. sensor fourteen is fucking? Well, I think it records audio. Yeah, I, I don't. I know. I could be wrong, but I also think. I mean, yeah. So these says, black uh, boxes are pieces of shit. Yeah. So this is a. Um, I just looked up how stuff works, and the the black <laughs> box says that there are usually many unanswered when a plane goes down. Investigators usually turn to the flight data recorder. And cockpit voice recorder, known as black boxes. Yeah. So, so it's it, it data records. and voice recorder. Yeah, yeah so my question is, though, if the sensor was malfunctioning, but the plane was being told to do something, would it register that as a negative? I would it register so. in the black box as a sensor going out, or is it assuming no. the sensor is doing what it's supposed to? It would just show you the flight pattern. Exactly. And, and so voice record. That's yeah, my why question. Would, why wouldn't it record like a check engine light that comes on or something? I don't know. But my my, my <laughs> yeah. question ultimately is like, yes, this is what it says. I'm no fucking pilot. I'm no expert. I'm no engineer. I would just have that question being a person who doesn't know this. Is there a way that a sensor or something could have failed. Oh, check this out, bro. Yeah. So here, I just, I just found the golden okay. ticket. So the golden ticket. Data from both the CVR and the FDR is stored. So that's the the voice recorder and then the flight pattern recorder are stored in memory boards inside of the crash survivable memory unit, CSMU. Okay. Okay. The memory boards have enough digital data storage to accommodate two hours of audio data for CVRs and 25 hours of flight data for FDRs. Airplanes are equipped with sensors that gather data such as acceleration, airspeed, altitude, flap settings, outside temperature, engine performance, and cabin temperature and pressure. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just saying, that's what it records. I know, but what I'm talking about is that that's giving you all the the details of what happened, right? So if the plane goes down, it's it's telling you, like, yes, that back wing going down. That back wing came up. So it shot the plane down, which is what tell you why, though. But it doesn't say why. Yep. It tells you that it did it. And just like this is saying, this is all pilot air. Mm -hmm. You know, the pilot did it on purpose. They're looking at it and saying, okay, well, he, he, his controls, he fucking put it into a position to have it go straight down. But my question would be with the sensors, 
Because that one sensor wasn't even like it was malfunctioning, but it no one knew like it wasn't like it shut off. It just was fucking working wrong. Yeah. So I don't know if that's red or not. I I mean, t- tell me if I'm wrong. You know, again, I don't know this. I don't think any of us do. But it just is odd to me that a plane. I mean, I don't know, man. I feel like w- w- like if you wanted to take the plane down, why would you not just take it to the ground? Mm. You know what I mean? Like you would just fucking you yeah. would just take it to the ground. You wouldn't go up and then back down and like make some roller coaster ride out of it like some last yeehaw. Yeah. You just fucking bury it in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I wonder what the voice recording captured. Because yeah. if the pilot didn't say anything, my God. I mean Well, yeah, if he's fighting it and not actually vocalizing that he's fighting it, who's to know any different? That's what I'm saying. Because if you're capturing all this stuff like pressure, altitude, airspeed, all this fucking, you know, flap whatever you also have a voice recorder and the voice recorder is just (laughs) you know what i mean like he's getting choked out in there or something i don't know that was a great reenactment man that was like every bruce lee movie but why can't we have why does there even have to be pilots at this point almost doesn't have to like, we have full-on drones that be, can be flown from bases for the military, but we have to have a pilot in these fucking planes. Why can't we just use that same technology? Dude, honestly, it's... Um, and I actually have a... I think I still kept it. I don't know. But that would be all scarier. I have a TikTok video yeah. of a guy who was had called a taxi and it showed up and it was in a, you know... Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. And I think the big thing about it is not that it's, like, less safe or more safe or any of that. It's just that it's weird. And so when you're up in the air flying on a plane, you want to be assured that there's a dude. You feel better that there's a trained pilot behind the thing. I mean, you just well, do you it. can have someone there. Like, like I said, a manual override guy, just have <laughs> yeah. him a co-pilot sitting in the yeah. cockpit, making sure the plane's doing what it's supposed to do. Come on, you fucking robot! Yeah, yeah. he's just like eating crackers and just. I mean, how often do you see the fucking pilot anyway? You just assume that he's the well, I mean, job. I see a cool dude get on the plane and you know tip yeah. his hat. You to see that. a guy walk on before everybody with a hat. You don't yeah. ever see him. He's got that. He has that weird briefcase. And, and you'd also miss the whole like. <laughs> you miss the whole like. Hey, this is Jim. Your pilot up he here. He could be radioing in from anywhere. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, yeah. I'm glad to be. I'm on my couch right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the potato chip bag. Yeah. Why yeah. do they have? That I got weird the briefcase. Simpsons on the other channel, but hey. Yeah. I'm just saying. There's a lot of different things that could we could do with our air travel that we're not doing, whether it's just cost effective or it's just they're yeah. trying to pinch pennies. Well, so think about this. If you have a an automated robot pilot and something bad happens with the plane, uh, a human being has more incentive to live than the robot. That's where I want the human being that if if this plane goes down... He's going to die, too, so he's yeah. got to fix this shit or I'm going to die. Well, yeah, Tesla had that issue where they were talking about if it, if you have two pedestrians. Yeah. We, we, it was That's kind it. of this big conundrum, right? Like, yep. it's going to avoid one of them. But if it has yeah. to hit one, it's a computer. Yeah. It's not going to, you know, you've got a nine-year-old woman and a child and a mother. Dude, that's the it whole. Just, that's, it just picks whichever one is. That's why Will Smith hated robots in the movie I oh, Robot because yeah. yeah. it picked the one that had the better survival rate. Yeah, so that Will Smith wanted the robot to go down further into the water to save the woman, but the robot saved him instead, and so he got to watch a woman drowned while he was being saved the by the robot. Route. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what algorithms do: is they pick exactly. The, okay, this is the that's most, the most effective outcome. Yeah, that's not necessarily it, morality. Yeah, yeah. You have this ease of technology, which is all great and shit. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I want to get back to a little bit of manual shit. You know what I mean? I, I just trust yeah. it more. I mean, you could say like human error. Sure. But, you know, if you, I, I just, I tr- I don't know why. I trust it more than I do a computer. I just do. I feel like, I mean, our fucking, our mixer has issues all the time. Like, I wouldn't trust that thing to save my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying uh, it's not supposed to be not functioning properly. I would say when shit hits the fan, I trust humans more than I trust a robot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. they can land. Like, it's just like that whole Sully shit, right? You know, where he landed in the river and shit and saved oh, yeah. lives. Like, he chose, he was evaluating his area and he chose, like, this is their best bet to have people survive this shit yeah. and did it. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, the robots only take into consideration what the what you program them to take in, exactly. into consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Humans think on a whole different level, and they think of 
how this affects you, how this affects me, how this affects everyone else around what, who, who's worth and whose worth is, is not a question. Everyone's worth is the, is the same. Yeah. Robots don't think like that. I'm just not sold yet, personally. Yeah. I know the black box is saying it, but I don't know. It seems fishy to me. We shall see. Oh, you know. anyway. Um, yes, indeedy. I mean, it's, it's it's interesting, though. It's a good, actually, it's a good conversation, I think, in, in the big scheme of things, because we're getting into a time period where more computers are taking over our lives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this kind of stuff is going to happen more and more. I'm not saying this particular event, but... But yeah. it's just, it's computer one, air. one avenue of it, you know. It is. It is. So anybody, uh, you anybody? guys, anybody uh, out there listening to me, we love Shit. Ghostbed, all right? They have been a loyal sponsor for Drinking Bros over the last five years. Everybody raves about them. They have super comfortable mattresses that last forever, and they're made in the United States. Yes, sir. Uh, every mattress has a 20-year warranty, some even 25. Uh, you can get to try it out for 101 nights, which is pretty incredible. Mm. If you don't like it, you can always return it. No hard feelings. Hell yeah. Stuff. And you know what? The best part is that cooling technology. Okay? No more sweaty balls at night, all right? Mm. Get that technology in every mattress. Um, Ghostbed off- offers bundles, so you can get everything you need. You don't even really have to think about it, guys. You choose from four mattresses, then pick your bundle, so whatever you need. Uh, whether it's a mattress and a frame or you want it all like that cooling pillow, the sheets, uh, you can get the best bang for your buck. Yeah, right now Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles when you get a mattress and an adjustable base. Or if you want 30% off of everything else, just use Drinking Bros at ghostbed.com slash drinking bros. Yeah, guys, 35 bucks a month, basically. Seriously, uh, you're talking about zero down, zero percent financing plans for up to 60 months. Go check it out, ghostbeds.com backslash drinking bros. Hell yeah. And there's an update, Greg. What's the update? 30% off RV mattresses. Okay. It's a new, it's a if you have though. a crappy mattress like Chris in that brand well, new RV of his, I don't know if it's crappy. You got to get yourself a ghost bed there. No, I replaced that already. All right. Well, use the code drinking bros if you are interested in that avenue as well. Absolutely. Guys, I also want to talk about my bookie. Okay. My bookie is our new newest ad. It's on a trial run. So, Make sure you go check it out after we talk about this cool shit. Uh, you know, there's uh, baseball, right? There's all kinds of stuff. Football, baseball, where you're like 162 games of baseball, though, in a season. That can feel like a grind, man. Yeah. And it is a grind. Those are long games, four hours sometimes. But you can put that excitement back into each and every game with my bookie. Run lines, money lines, and props galore. Nobody gives you more opportunities to win than my bookie. Yeah, getting started is simple, guys. Deposit $300 and play with $200 instantly. Just use that promo code Drinking bros yes. to claim a my bookie deposit bonus. Whether you're a diehard fan or a newcomer to the sport, there's never been a better time to join the my bookie family. Go ahead, sign up today using promo code Drinking Bros to secure your first deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars with my bookie. So whatever you want to put in, they'll meet you halfway, all the way up to one thousand dollars. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Absolutely, man, and also my fave guys. We got to talk about my fave Lucy. To be fair, they're all my faves. I love them all. But this one is something every day of my life. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, just unwind. After a long day, Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. Conserve it. Conserve it. It's a new year. Why not switch out to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? And boy, have I. I've switched over to the uh, Lucy. I like the Lucy. Uh, Greg always says they have low doses, two milligrams. If you guys just want to kind of get that little pick-me-up, you get the low dose stuff from me, okay, being the big boy that I am. (laughs) I want those 8 and the 12s, you know what I'm saying? Ah, I want that that pawn size, you know what I'm saying? The (laughs) 8 and 12 Shove it in every hole I got. Yes, 12 milligrams, man. I mean, that's that's one of the highest I've seen personally. I I choose 6 before was my go-to. Yeah. I got eight right here, which is a one upper. Normally, I double pack this shit. Bam. I don't have to double pack it with some Lucy. You know what I'm saying? Best part about Lucy, though, guys, you can order it in a monthly box. You get all your supplies in, in one shipment. Mm. Have it ready for the month. You don't have to do those late night runs to the Minimart because you ran out. You're good to go. Yeah, if you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at Lucy.co. That's Lucy.co. Oh. Oh. I mean, use that promo code PARDON at checkout. We must read this disclaimer warning. 
this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Yeah, so remember, if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code PARDON, guys. Hmm. I love it. TikTok star, I got a vibrator stuck up my butt. Wow. Surgery <laughs> Surgery to remove it. It's fucked up. Man, you just went straight into it like that. That's how I, I mean, like she it, went baby. straight into it. You know what I'm saying? She did, yeah. Yeah, dude. So a TikTok star's pleasure turned into pain in the butt. Oh god. She got a sex toy stuck up there and had to get it surgically removed. The woman who goes by the handle at Sofzaloaf lives in the UK and shared her horror story and even posted an X-ray image of the vibrator inside of her body. And yes, the the picture that she posted on TikTok, was this TikTok? She posted it on whatever. It just says, I've got a vibrator stuck up my arse. Ooh, that's uh, that's pretty intense. Uh, TikToker said that she got things got out of hand when she was using a three-inch toy. When she couldn't get it out, she sought medical help. Mm. She says she couldn't go to the hospital that night. It happened, so she tried sleeping with the vibrator inside. <laughs> oh no! Take care of that shit, woman. <laughs> but the toy continued to buzz throughout the night. What? <laughs> As you'd imagine, that made for like, like you're getting phone notifications just oh, randomly. Dude, and just it, like, God dang it. It kind of probably sounds like a lightsaber. You know, honestly, like every time she rolls over it, like, <laughs> she farts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this says, as you'd imagine, this made for some serious tossing and turning. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. She finally went to the hospital the next morning and the doctor struggled to get it out. And the only option was a surgical procedure. Let me ask you this. This is, I'm not trying to be completely gross, but is there a small sliver of a chance that she woke up and was like, I don't want this out. <laughs> uh, I, 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 that was actually, the best night's sleep I've ever had. Yes, I finished more times than I have ever in one night. Wow. You think I mean, think so? about it. You, you've kind of doze off and you're like, you know, I don't know. It hits the right spot. I'm just saying. Listen, you can't, you can't vibrate shit. Like you're in mid rollover, and you're just like, nope, stopping right here. <laughs> yeah, uh. you're like a dog. You're like, oh god. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot that thing's still in my ass. Yeah. Ah, that's uh, all right. I've been watching a lot of a uh, lot of Jackass. You know what I'm saying? It's been on Netflix, right? They put the Jackass movies. Oh up yeah. There. And that one scene where he shoves the Matchbox car up his ass. Oh boy. With the uh, condom. Do you remember that shit? And he oh, goes yeah. to the doctor, and the doctor's he's like. I was at a party last night, passed out, and my butt hurts now. And then they did the x-ray, and there's a fucking toy car and a condom. And the doctor's like, don't tell anyone about this. <laughs> you need to go to this guy. You How long this- do you think it was before she went to the doctor? Because... It made for some awkward tossing and turning. Like, how, how many nights did she sleep like this? She said the next morning she went. Oh, okay. She finally went to the hospital the next morning. So I mean, why, though? What was the hope here? That you're going to shit it out and be good? No, just well, yeah, get it probably. out. Yeah, get it out, bro. No, I'm just saying, like, go that night. Like, oh, if yeah, that was yeah. up there and I couldn't get it, I'm going to the doctor. Yeah. Like, I'm not playing games with that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she was probably thinking it might relax and fall out eventually. But... I feel like... It, mm-hmm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's pretty fucked. Dude, I got this other article here. Sex records that will blow your mind. Okay. From 100... And, this is a 107-year-old virgin. Oh. <sighs> To a 10-hour wank, okay? Oh, these are sex records, okay? These are records in the sexual manner. All righty? Yep! So the longest time spent masturbating. Now, okay, so this... <laughs> this is a world champion masturbator. Oh, God. All righty? How the masturbate-a-thon? I, I could have <laughs> called where, like... The picture. Never mind. Never mind. Picture. Yeah. So this is... He's got the long sleeve on, man. Mas- Masanobu Sato holds the record for the longest time spent masturbating at an astonishing nine hours and 58 <sighs> minutes Dude, after competing in a masturbate-a-thon in San Francisco. Look at him. What does that shirt say? What is, he, is that love me right t- there? <laughs> yeah, is that like a fucking... <laughs> love me tanga? Why does he have foil around it? Yeah, he has a foil around a banana, everybody. Oh, my God. Why? Why, though? Uh, well, it's not, but nobody wants to, to jerk off for that long. I, well, so he spoke to the Huffington Post 
and he says, this takes training. (laughs) (laughs) And he revealed that he spends two hours every morning going at it. And not finishing? That's how you build... Is that how you build up to this? Stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's just a waste of time. Oh, boy. He clearly has lots of it. Well, yeah. His poor... (laughs) Listen... His dick is got to be so fucking rubbed raw. It's a, it's just yeah. a, a it's piece like a, of leather. It's like leather face. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> leather dick right there. Ouch. It's got to be. Uh, we also it's have like a boxer is taking too many hits. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen this guy. World world's longest penis. Roberto Esquival Cabrera. They should also put world's longest penis on a man who can't use it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He boasts about his 18.9-inch penis size. Jesus. Oh, my God. He believes he has the longest todger in the world and wants to be celebrated in the Guinness World Book of Records. Now, they show this guy in some sweatpants, and you can definitely see the outline. Okay. I ain't buying it. That's fucking fake. Well, I've seen this guy on TV shows, bro. Oh, Yeah, they show it. They... Some women should go, I want to see it. They go off to the back room. They go, oh, my God, that's, that's unbelievable. How are you not deathly afraid of him? Yeah, it's like, what are you going to do with that thing? I mean, <laughs> you're not doing anything with it. You'd literally lose consciousness every time you got a half hard on. This says, unfortunately, the title still doesn't have a uh, a section for his talents in the Guinness World Book of Records. But Roberto... Did receive some recognition in 2015 when the World Record Academy measured his rather large chap. Mm. Uh, this says, even though the Mexican man is pretty proud of his member, some believe it's his foreskin that's large, not his penis. What? What? That's a lot of skin, bro. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> that's a lot of funk in there, guaranteed. Uh, yeah, and then it goes on to talk about another British man. So, yeah, but uh, what do you guys think about this guy? It, it literally permit for that thing. It goes down to his kneecaps. Everybody. Dude, I just like, come on, man, below his knee, dude. His knee's up here. I don't think women want yeah. that. <laughs> this is below his knee. Yeah, women don't want that. No, like that's not like a. I would be. I would actually be upset having that. I got to be honest with you. I'd be like, bro, I, no one wants to touch this thing. It's a fucking monster. Yeah, why would you celebrate it? No, I wouldn't. I'd be Maybe like, it's just like he. You know, I think that uh, literally it's a third leg. I think he, his body was he's like, a I need to make a leg. Oh, no, it's a penis. Maybe that's no, what it is. Maybe, maybe he just has abnormally bad balance, and his body's like, I have to adapt. <laughs> yeah. <It's> like, <laughs> You're going to want to lean forward a lot. <laughs> well, you know, women that have, like, extremely large breasts usually have back problems. He probably oh, yeah. got some hip issues, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is kind of slightly yeah, he's got lean. That, he's got that fucking he does. His the leg. wandering leg right there. I wonder if he switches sides. Like, today is a left day. Tomorrow it's going down oh. my right pant leg. The amount of chafing on that thing has just got to be incredible, dude. Just yeah. rubbing up against those shitty pants. Well, what what <laughs> underwear are you going to wear? You don't. You don't. You wear an extra large t-shirt. You put a, you put a fucking tube sock on that thing and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a spectacle. That's what it is. Like, yeah. Listen, no, like you're not going to functionality of it is, is out the window. Yeah. You probably could make a lot of money showing that shit off in some porn. Because you would be the guy. But you can't get it. But we, yeah, you're not going to, no, you're going to hold that up like a fucking fire hose. You're just going to beat people with it. You're yeah, literally exactly. just going to grab it and whip it around like a yeah. fucking rope and yeah. beat people with yeah, it. Yeah, like that's the only thing you could do. If you get robbed, you could hold it out and be like, I'm going to fuck you. And they're going to be like, no, you're not. Fuck that shit. I'm going to put my dick in. <laughs> yeah. He like restrains. Like, no! Like shoplifters with it. He's like, come here. I'm going to hold you down with my dick. No, he like wraps it around their neck. Yeah. He, he like handcuffs them with his penis. He oh. lassos them. It's just too much, man. It's too much. It's too much. No one wants that. No yeah. one wants that shit. Don't be proud of it. Go to the next one. It says the world's most powerful sex toy. Now, okay. this is known as the Kong. Okay. It's widely believed to be the most powerful sex toy in the world, delivering 70 pounds of torque. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I think my Fiat has less torque than that. <laughs> Listen to this. A review of the sex aid claims that it's being like you're fucked by the Terminator. <laughs> if you can imagine such a thing, I read can. the review for yourself. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. There, there it is, is, dude. May the force be with you. <laughs> it's not the Tuma. May the Kong be with you. Yeah. God, what's the point? Uh, it's dude, it's the same thing. Like, what? why? No, there, Why do you, people go to extremes like this? 
I, I just think that there are women and men Ooh. who want that fucking uh, want the. I don't think so. No, there are. I think this has to be just like a comic relief thing. No, nah, there's nah. that 70 pounds of torque, bro. I mean, torque, that seems like irrelevant in this situation. I got to be honest with you. It's not going to be spinning? No. Well, mm. I mean, it's, yeah, but I don't know. That just seems like a weird, like, I don't know. Measurement for yeah. a sex toy. All right. Well, moving on. We, I mean, we, maybe, <laughs> maybe the vibration is on a like such a frequency that it takes you to different dimensions. You know what, when you have like an engine. <laughs> You got an engine that's yeah. got high torque, and when you fucking rev it, it fucking oh yeah, and it kicks the yeah, yeah you know, twist. So you got that thing, and you're fucking breaking your fucking, you know, your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? No, no, that's not cool. Not, with it. That's not fun. No, no. you got to wear a brace. <laughs> fucking have it in there. No. Yeah, we got the world's <laughs> oldest virgin at 105 years old. In 2008, so this was in 2008. 105 year old told the Daily Mail that she. Had no regrets about remaining a virgin, and have even she even turned down several marriage proposals. Hmm. Maybe that's the key right there, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, she went on to explain how she had never been interested in or fancied having sex. Hmm. She was too busy for a relationship. Okie dokie. Hmm. I I got to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things like that. You know. Especially if you're married and shit, right? It's like one of those things that like it's really like a it feels good. Like having that connection with somebody. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like part of me is like, hey, good for you. You know, that you were able to uh not go for those like pleasures that the world wants. Yeah. But also I'm like, you know, one time? You couldn't like once? Yeah. Did I? yeah. Maybe maybe behind the she did the interview and then at the end she's like Anal doesn't count. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. that's, that's true. Hey, oh, you know what I'm saying? Hey. I've heard that excuse before. She's like, I sucked a lot of dick. Though. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know that uh, whole hey, thing. Maybe there was well, she something said wrong now. with her. Maybe she had like a weird chemical imbalance and just made her not want to have sex ever. She's like, Into, but not even get a, a asexual, like a loved one. Like she didn't want to have a relationship, bro. Mm. She died in July 2011, a few months before her 108th birthday. Her record is now up for debate after a 120 or 120-year-old monk claimed his long lifespan was due to celibacy. Uh, Swami Savanandanda was born on August 8, 1896, according to his passport. The Hindu monk claims that the secret to his long life was hours of yoga, food with no spices, and no sex. That sounds hmm. awful. Food with no spices? Oh. I wouldn't be able to live, dude. Like a bland life for your bland sex life? I don't think so. Mm. Well, wait a minute. Did he spend his whole life in one of those like monk trances where he just sat with his legs crossed all his whole life and he was just somewhere else? Because that doesn't count. Since 1896. That doesn't count. Oh, okay. Because you're in that state. You don't You don't have your eyes open, bro. So you can't... You can't, don't do anything. That's true. It's kind of like uh, you're... you're you're out of body experiencing your life, you know. But I, why? Why would you not want to eat spicy food? I don't get it. If if you're deep, Mar, you're like, fuck. Hmm. Yeah, flat Earth, that would be fucked if he couldn't have spicy food. Uh, you what know, would he do with his there, life? There's just a couple more on here. There's like the largest orgy in a day, or the biggest orgy, I guess. Two hundred fifty men, two hundred fifty women. Um, there's the most most orgasms in a day. Um, this woman, Sarah Carmen, suffers a condition called persistent genital arousal syndrome. Hmm. I've seen this before. She experienced 200 orgasms a day. That could not be a nightmare. Honestly. That would be a fucking nightmare. Uh, when I said sex is great, not, not that, that great. <laughs> not that much. Uh, you'd be worn out. I, I'm fucking uh, uh, incapacitated after one. Uh, 200, I'd be literally in a wheelchair. So, I, <laughs> You're like, fuck this. I can't even move my fucking arms anymore. I know. My skin would fall yeah. off. You guys see me? You're so like, fucking dehydrated. You just die. Yeah. yeah. You just wither away. You'd yeah. just be like crawling through a desert, but like <laughs> shooting, uh, shooting powder, bro. Yeah. God. Uh, Annie Hawkins Turner has the world's largest natural breast recorded in 1999. <laughs> oh, my. Fucking God, man. These things. Why is she on a spin? Why is she on that bike? She's, She's on a spin. She's off her bod, bro. She's got some gigantic natural breasts. Uh, she 
has her underboob spanned Wait, 9.22 centimeters. There's a Guinness Book of World Records for tits, but not dicks. Oh boy, sexist. We're getting we're getting angry here. Now now Chris yeah. is mad. Now he's really upset. <laughs> now Chris is angry. Chest over nipple measurement of 177.8 centimeters. She claims to have a 102 triple Z. Oh. Assets. Okay. They call them assets. Which like that's helped. tradable. She's I'm a million. to say chest ads or something. She's a millionaire, assets. bro. She said that this they helped her rake in million do- millions of dollars. Hmm. Oh, I'm sure. So my come God. on, man. Yeah, come on, man. Hmm. Anyway, that's uh, that's wow. the gross segment of the uh, the hour. Uh, I got one last little article here, if you don't mind. I just had Chris pull up. It's actually this thing from uh, May first. Mm. Rat testicles or rat testicle cells make sperm after being frozen for twenty three years. Holy moly! They're saying in this this new scientist. They're saying uh, prepubescent children who become infertile because of cancer treatments. Yeah, may be able to make sperm after reimplanting frozen testicular tissue. From a rat? If animal research translates to humans. Obviously, this is a big thing. Yeah. But not, listen, I mean, I don't know I'm why. Get, hold on. What? I'm not going to lie. When you sent, sent this to me, I read rat testicle smells like sperm. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's legit what I wrote, put in here when I searched for it. Uh, <laughs> new science, rat testicle smells like sperm. You I thought it said smells like sperm. I was like, well, that's Man, weird. Man, what's your testicle smell like? Does it smell like sperm? <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately wow. don't think we can actually read this article, but um, what there's, oh yeah, you can on yours, not on mine. Rat testicle cells that were frozen 23 years have produced sperm after being implanted into mice. Hmm. So this actually, now to be fair, this could actually be very beneficial because there are people who are, you know, having celibate. issues or celibate or, or, or yeah, yeah. dealing with some kind celibate. of a thing. Yeah. When I die, cryogenically freeze my nuts. Somebody else can have my kids. So oh, this is yeah. kind of weird though. I don't know why they keep going to like pubescent or Dude, what uh, if they did this with Jeffrey Epstein? Maybe. So, Because he remember how froze he was, his nuts? Well, he was trying to populate the planet down in Arizona. He had that ranch where he's spreading his sperm all over the place. Remember? Mm. He mm. wanted to populate down there like legit. Yeah. What if he popped his nuts out and he's like, Make sure these get into a donor, all right? Dude, hmm. I just watched a movie, not to, to get off this. I, I'm just saying this is cool. Yeah. But me and my wife, they have a new documentary on uh, on Netflix called Our Father. Have you seen this yet? No. No. Boy, it's fucking fucked up, bro. <laughs> like, uh, yeah? Yeah, so it's, uh, you guys have heard the story. It's from like uh, 2015, 16, and it was about this uh, doctor who was, who was helping people have children, right? And he was mm. one of the best in the, in the areas, Indianapolis, I believe. But he was going in and, and women who couldn't get pregnant or who had, you know, low sperm counts in their husbands, they go in there and they, they you know, spooge in a cup and he'd fucking put it in there. Oh, my God. He was putting his own. Oh, and yes, so, I did hear. Yeah. So this was a story. And, and so when uh, 23andMe started coming out, there was like the first like they called it, um, you know, uh, number child one. You know, she was like, I you know, I knew I was adopted or not adopted, but she knew that she. Her mother had used sperm, donor sperm. Yeah. And she was like, I just wanted to know if I had any brothers and sisters or even who the father was, right? Yeah. So 23andMe comes out and she takes a test and there's like seven hits of siblings. She's like, hmm. seven? Wow. Because apparently, per the, the documentary, this doctor would always claim that they don't ever use uh, semen for more than three patients. The reason you do that is is because obviously in a small community, if you're doing more, you can't have relatives doing relatives. Exactly. Oh boy. So this so, is Dr. Donald Klein. Donald Klein. <laughs> so I mean, I would say this. Go watch the documentary if you haven't. Here's the deal. At the end of it, the very last of this movie, right? Which is this is news. It's not like it's some like fucking Marvel movie. There are, I think, I believe it said 93 siblings now. That they have found so far. Oh my god! Ninety three fucking brothers and sisters off of this guy's shit, and what's crazy is he never went to prison for this. They what? actually no, no, no. They actually caught him for fraud, and because he knew people, they just let him off on a fucking like. They let him out. That's crazy. He knew people. Yeah. So he must have been up, up, up there. Well, he just, were they also his kids? You never know. <laughs> but the the problem is, is in this community. Um, they were, you know, these, these kids were saying like, you know, we we're walking around relatively small community and like, you don't know who the fuck is, could be your brother, could be your sister. And they all kind of look alike and shit, but there's more to this, right? It even goes into the sense that this guy was, he was a religious man, quote unquote. And they believe that he was part of this, um, 
I can't remember the withering or I can't remember the name of it, but the church, they believe that they need to spread their seed as much as possible Hmm. because there's too many like Mexican, African-Americans, like they need to preserve the white race. Dude, so this goes into the replacement theory thing. Yeah. Um, Whether that's the case or not, who knows, but he was friends with people and he actually had uh, attorneys and shit write letters to the judge on his behalf saying that he was such a great man. He was a big part of the community. But the issue ultimately yeah, he's a is a fucking big part of the community. Yeah. He's most of it. But this this documentary was amazing. They had a lot of um kind of re reenacted scenes, but the actual people, um, a lot of video calls, phone calls with him that they recorded while they're talking to him. And he was, it, it's bananas, bro. And, and what's the grossest thing is at the end of the movie, there was or the end of the documentary, I should say, there was a situation where this couple that was friends with him, yeah, the wife. Went in to have the, you know, the, the husband's semen put in. It was his, right? He put it in. The they doctor. had a child. Yeah. He went and visited the child. They were so excited that they actually had a kid that he came to the house and was like, had pictures with the, the kid, which, which he knew was his. Hello, son. <laughs> then, because no one knew what was going on, mm-hmm. the kid actually went and used the same doctor. He was actually performing the shit on his daughter. And she's like, you know how fucking gross and violating that is to know that now my father was the one that was doing pap smears on me and shit the whole time. And he knew it. It's pretty fucked up, bro. There was a situation. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, <clears throat> what yeah. the hell? it's fucking bananas, dude. And yeah. they found out that there, at this point, there's 44 other doctors in this country. Now that they found they have the same thing doing the same. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Now this, that 23 and me fucked them. This is saying 45 <laughs> fertility doctors have done 45. This. That's what it was. Yeah. But my gosh, yeah, that, so, Hey, Rat testicles, you know, why do you need them? You got this guy, you know, just have Dr. Spooge over here. He'll fucking, I mean, it is cool if you know that you're like going to be going through a traumatic thing, preserving what you can in order to, you know, try to, because I mean, obviously if you're a child, you know what I'm saying? Where you have, obviously you're not having sex and you're not trying to make babies because you're not married, you're fucking whatever. It would be a why. I mean, that's that's cool if they could actually have a breakthrough where they could say, you know, we can go in and we can take the tissue, we freeze it up when they're old enough and they're ready, we can reinsert that. Yeah. And after the chemo and everything, they can give them a shot. Hmm. And that I think is is really awesome. That's what uh, we all like about science, right? I mean, because a lot of people yeah. they just know that they're they're doomed after they go through these procedures. You know. Yeah, it's better than going to a doctor. So I, but I mean, this is. That video brings up that document brings up a crazy case though. I mean that to me was really interesting because there were there were women who were saying it's rape that, that this was a rape and I'm like I I don't know if I believe the rape thing and they were upset with the district prosecutor because he, he wouldn't charge this guy with rape. He's like, dude, it's not like I don't know. You came in and you asked for donor semen and yes, it was his. But like you were already getting like a random person. See, like it's yeah, not it's, really. It's definitely malpractice. A hundred percent. Yeah. They actually now have a law that says they can't do but it. But didn't she, didn't before. they pick out the semen that they wanted? Yes. So that was the thing is, but, but see, the problem is, is they were trying to charge him with the most extreme. And he was trying to say like, I want this guy to go to jail, but we, we can't take rape. You because, have to bring forth the right. Yeah. Charge. Yeah. It is a fraud. It's like you're selling something, but you're not delivering it. Yeah. So you're, you're being fraudulent. Yeah. Yeah. But there were situations that were pretty, I mean, it wasn't all, uh, semen donors. It wasn't all. Some of it were fathers who actually went in and provided the semen for him. He threw it in the garbage can and fucking used his own. Mm. So there were some of these kids, fathers still alive, that they're now they're fucking thirty two years old and they have to tell their dad that they're brothers. No, they have to oh. tell their dad, "I'm not your kid." Yeah. How far? I mean, can you imagine thirty years down the road, you got your daughter, or your son, and you have to be like, "That's not even your real child." Yeah. That this is fucking and doctor. Nobody fucking knew. Dude, Talk about fuck. That's heavy. It's fucking heavy, bro. It's an interesting d- conversation. Definitely agree that they needed something to this because I feel like that's your line. He would actually go into the office and, and do his business and come in and just load it up fresh. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But to do it with your kid, you know it's your fucking kid, bro. Yeah, I know. That's, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy's pretty fucked up. It's disgusting. He's still around, though. I think he's still alive. Is he still practicing? I don't think he's practicing. He, still, he, still, he got felony charges, but they were just yeah. for fraud, and he got served no jail time. <clears throat> Crazy. That's insane. 
And the more people that get tested, they were basically in the thing saying, if you ever have been to a doctor to have any kind of semen, you know, or anything, you should get tested. Get checked out. Like, make sure it's what it's supposed to be. Especially if you have a husband, wife, you should just know. Because you might find out that mm, it's not really uh, old daddy-o's white specialty. Or just request to be in the room during the procedure. Or actually, I guess it doesn't matter because he already already switched him out. He did his thing. Yeah. All right. Well, damn, bro. Interesting stuff, guys. Yes. Good All right. show. Fascinating uh, episode. So we talked about orgasms. And yeah, we talked about it. It was a little dirty on there's this. There's a lot thing. of, hey, a lot of know? cum stuff going on there. Wow. Right? Okay. <laughs> that was. Come along, along, along. I just want to say 200 orgasms. No bueno. Yes. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Get on Patreon. It's a blast. Every Friday, we, you know, chat it up. Get on Pardon My American. Buy some merch. And leave a rating. Leave a review. No matter where you're at. Okay, share the show. Love y'all. Till next time, everybody. Remember, we're going to be on a different YouTube channel, so yes. make sure to look out for that. And yeah, if you go to our old channel, just we'll have go, a video just, redirecting you. Yeah. Alrighty? All right. Sign off. See you. Oh, yeah. Woo!